Hi, I'm Jillian, and you are listening to the Mindset of Podcasting, where we not only talk about the technical side of launching and managing your podcast, but also about building your confidence in yourself and the power of your voice. Your business and your podcast depends so much on your mindset. So I will be diving deep into the mindset blocks and issues that we go through when starting and running your own podcast so you can feel confident in your message and in your voice. It's time to listen in and feel confident about yourself and your podcast. Welcome back to the Mindset of Podcasting. So as we all know, COVID changed a lot of things for all of us. Today, I want to talk about those changes and how we can learn to pivot. I'm talking with Ellen Hockley about how she had to make a big pivot in her business when COVID shut the world down. Ellen is an entrepreneur, a mom, a world traveler, and a creative. She is inspired by those around her and strives to build community through her work. She loves what she does, even though every single day is a new challenge. Ellen was born and raised in Portland, Oregon, and moved overseas after college. She moved back to the U.S. in the fall of 2013, heading for Portland with what she thought would be a short stopover in New York City. That was eight years ago, and now she has settled in Maplewood, New Jersey. Ellen started Evergreen Activewear while she was pregnant with her son during COVID as her previous business as an event planner was on a major pause. It's been an adventure to create an appeal company during a time filled with great supply chain shortages and shipping issues, but Ellen is making do. Listen in as we talk about how Ellen was able to make this pivot in her business and adjust when her previous business shut down due to COVID. Hi, Ellen. How are you? I'm good. How are you this morning? I am good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I would love for you to tell the listeners more about yourself and your business. Totally. First, I just want to say thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here this morning and also even more thrilled that I didn't have to leave my house for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the best part of podcasting. You can do it in your pajamas. <laughs> I did shower for you this morning. Um <laughs> So a little bit about me. So I guess I've become a serial entrepreneur over the last couple of years. So I recently started a business called Evergreen Activewear, but it's actually my second business. Pre-Evergreen Activewear, I had an event planning business called Greater Good Events based in the New York metro area. And we were eco-sustainable event planners. We were basically the first of our kind, specifically in the New York area. But as an Oregonian originally... All of these things were sort of like infused in my bones. And when I moved to New York, I felt really, I guess, saddened by the extreme waste in events and through a whole bunch of different doors, I ended up starting some my own business and it was really, really incredible. But as you can imagine, events in COVID weren't great. My business essentially shut down for the large part of a year. In the middle of that, I had a baby. And when events started to come back, I wasn't really prepared to to be still in that industry. In addition, sort of because I had had my events business on hold, I had started exploring other options and opportunities, which is how I ended up forming Evergreen Activewear, which is a sustainable maternity activewear brand. And I started working on it while I was still pregnant with my son because we were in the initial lockdown of COVID and I was stuck at home. 
stuck is probably not the right word. I was lucky enough to be able to work from home. And my husband and I were both still healthy, thankfully. I had this this sort of epiphany. I was exercising every day. It was one of the ways, aside from cleaning and baking, it was one of the few ways that I helped to keep my sanity during this really intense time. And I realized as my body continued to change and grow, there really wasn't great physically supportive active wear for maternity. And I basically was just buying my active wear in a size bigger, but of course in the pandemic, it was nearly impossible to get. I just kept stretching my clothes and stretching my clothes. And I was really, really frustrated. And I really wanted something that was more sustainable that I could track the supply chain of that I knew wasn't using overworked factories overseas that not only were were the fabrics fabrics potentially recycled, but that the business itself had a really strong mission and values. And in the end, I decided that I would just start the thing. (laughs) I would do it myself. And I would say sort of like the biggest impetus for that actually was I am an avid Peloton rider and there are no padded maternity cycling shorts or pants or anything. And I had worn padded shorts through most of my cycling experience. We've had a Peloton since long before COVID and it gets really uncomfortable. You know, your body changes, your muscles are shifting, your your pelvis is basically opening and sitting on a Peloton bike without padded shorts was really, really brutal. And so I sort of rigged together a bunch of things and we came up with these shorts. My poor husband and I must have spent hundreds of hours pouring over the internet. I was convinced. I was like, this has to be something that exists. And he was like, it may not, like it just might not. And it didn't. So we made it. And yeah, I feel like that was a really long way to answer to your question. No, that was good. No, that is amazing. Yeah. You saw something that you needed and when you couldn't buy it, you just created it yourself, which was a big start. Yep. (laughs) But yeah, I can really relate to your COVID story. Me and my husband ran a coffee shop together when COVID hit and we got completely (sighs) shut down when that hit. So that's when I started my business. So now he's full-time still in the coffee shop, but I'm full-time in my business now, just so that we have, just in case you never know what will happen. We have, you know, that second option that somebody has some income coming in. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was super lucky. My husband works in real estate. The real estate market was, was insane. So he worked harder in the first four or five months of lockdown than he had in a long time because he works in commercial real estate. But, you know, they had to put his office was never remote. I mean, if he worked from home, it was for a half a day or whatever, but his office was never remote. So the first three weeks, he just was putting systems in place. And then after that, it was like, oh, this is still a thing. (laughs) Now we have to completely redesign how everything works. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I was really grateful that he still had an income when my business basically tanked. Yes. Yes. And I think we all had to make such big pivots when COVID 
hit, no matter what your business was, something probably changed. So it's nice oh, yeah. to know that we can survive change and <laughs> things that happen. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it's true. Well, and it's funny too, because, you know, sort of speaking of the pivots, like with my client in the event planning space, you know, many of them, when, when COVID hit in March, I had a ton of spring and summer clients and they were like, oh, like, let's not make any changes yet. It'll be fine. You know, we all thought we'd be home two or three weeks. And, you know, come April and May, we're slowly really pushing our clients. We're saying, you know, we just, we aren't sure we really need you to sort of think about this. Like we aren't comfortable potentially going to an event or working an event. If you want to still have something, that's fine, but we aren't going to be the people that do it for you. And I think that that was a really interesting sort of transition. And Basically, all of our clients either canceled or postponed. We had two clients that ended up just doing like tiny 15 people events in their parents' backyard or something like that. But pretty much everybody said, I guess we'll push to the next year. But I had one client that was supposed to get married in June and they refused to postpone until the first week of May when their venue actually went out of business. And they were like, oh, I guess we can't do this. <laughs> yeah. When we thought it was only going to be two or three weeks. <laughs> yeah, here we are know, two years right? later. <laughs> here we are. Almost two years later. Yes. That's a thing. <laughs> so I would love to know, like, how were you able to negotiate all of those changes? Like the feelings that came with is this going to work? I don't have an income coming in. Like maybe I need to hurry and get this done. Like how do you deal with all of that that comes? So, so that's a really great question. It's also a really tough one to answer. So, you know, I think that every day was different. I think that, you know, in the, in the early part of the pandemic when I was pregnant and I was watching my, my events business feel like it was sort of slipping away. I was really unsure of what the future was going to look like. And from a financial perspective, we were okay. My, we had savings and my husband was working like crazy. So in that regard, we were okay. But at the same time, as a very independent woman who has run her own business for a number of years, going from running my own business and making my own income to essentially being a stay-at-home mom, not by choice, was really tough emotionally. I wasn't prepared for that. I had planned to go back to work when my son was... Go back to work. As a business owner, you're never not working. But I had planned to start going back to running in-person events when my son was about 12 weeks old. And that obviously was not a viable option. My son was born in July of 2020. So I think that, you know, I don't know if I negotiated those things well. I don't don't know that, that I handled them in a way that they could have or should have been handled. But I think that giving myself another project, founding another business, is probably one of the ways I did that because I think that I always knew I wasn't going to be a stay-at-home mom because I love my child with 
every fiber of my being, but it's just not who I am. And I need other things to work on. And so I think that starting a business literally at the exact same time that I had my son, I started working with a team to design our products the week my son was born. I think that 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 is sort of what really helped me kind of negotiate what a weird time it was and this process of the pivot. And I think it also led me to push harder and make sure that this business was viable. You know, with a lot of businesses, they do fail in the first couple of years. And I was so focused on trying to make make it successful. You know, and we're still small and we're still growing and we have a long way to go. But I think that those things were so important to both my physical and emotional and mental health that I kind of used it like that. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes. No, that makes perfect sense. I can relate to you so much. When our shop closed down, I like cried for almost a week. I think thinking, I mean, like you, we had some savings. Yeah. We had some savings, but thinking about the future, like this was both of our incomes. Like, so that's why having something to work on when I started my business really helped my mental health too. So yes. Yeah. Well, cause you have to have something to focus on that isn't this thing that feels like a huge failure, even though it's not your fault. And B, you know, your husband and your son and your family, and those are really wonderful and important things. But as somebody who has had a job, you know, those aren't, not that they're not your priorities, they're not your only thing. I'm popping into the middle of this episode to tell you about the system that has changed how I do business. Are you tired of having 10 different systems to do everything? You have one to send contracts, one to invoice, one for email, one for your scheduler. It can be overwhelming. Dubsado does all those all in one system. I use Dubsado to keep track of clients, schedule discovery calls, invoice clients, and lead generation. It's the all-in-one system that makes my life so much easier. If you are tired of going from one system to another, then check out Dubsado and see how it can make your life so much easier. Go to the link in the show notes to get started. So COVID obviously is still going on. Who knows when it will end? <laughs> how yep. is, is it still impacting your business now? How is it doing that? And how are we trying to overcome <laughs> the issue? Yeah. So backtracking a little bit. So with my events business, once things started to pick up again, we were able to rebuild. And I actually sold that business in the end of August, early September of 2021, giving me an opportunity to really like really fully focus on evergreen activewear. That said, it was especially helpful that I sold Greater Good Events because as a business that basically relies solely on the supply chain. It's been really difficult. So the process of building a fashion brand or an activewear brand is not quick. As I learned, Uh, didn't have any concept of how long it would take. And as I said earlier, I signed the contract with a product and design team the week my son was born. And it took us almost a year to get through the pattern making and prototyping process. And that stuff 
you know, part of that was COVID related in that the prototypes took forever because they couldn't get the supplies that they needed to build up the prototypes. And the factories kept shutting down because their employees kept getting COVID. Or the countries would shut down because there were national lockdowns. So from the beginning, we had a ton of COVID challenges, but we were prepared for those in the sense that we knew we were starting something new. We didn't know how long it was going to take anyway. And we weren't using it as our sole source of income. I was still figuring out how to be a mom. You know, there were things where like, it was okay that it took its time. Once we finally finalized our prototypes, um, which we did in like June-ish, I want to say June of 2021, we released them for production, which we were told would take about eight weeks. It is now January of 2022, and we still do not have all of our products. (laughs) So some of that is supply chain. Some of that is COVID in the sense that factories are shut down or people are out because employees have COVID, which obviously we don't want anybody working when they have COVID. But it's still greatly impacting our business. In addition, shipping costs have increased dramatically, as has everything. We have just sort of tried to be as patient as possible. You know, the piece that's sort of a blessing in disguise is because we are still a really small business and we haven't hit crazy numbers. It's not crazy for us that we don't have all of our production. You know, if we were a large scale brand that was going through a couple hundred pieces a day, we'd be screwed. You know, our initial production run is like 1500 pieces. And so while it's not great, (laughs) we're still sort of trying to work through all these issues. It's something that we are slowly just coming to terms with, understanding that whatever we do is going to take a while. And, you know, we had a bolt of fabric that got stuck in customs for eight weeks because there were customs backups. And we had another bolt of fabric that arrived to the factory completely damaged and nearly destroyed and unusable. And it took another six weeks to get a new bolt of fabric, you know, and those things are just taking a really, really, really long time due to COVID. Yes. We've seen that too with the coffee shop, everything skyrocketed and getting stuff was so hard, (laughs) just cups and everything. I mean, I can only imagine what it's like to run basically a retail business like that. I mean, I go to the supermarket and this past weekend, I swear my groceries cost me $50 more than they had the week before. And about the exact same. Thing. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. That's why I wasn't really surprised when a lot of places raised their prices at the beginning of the year because everything's costed more. Yeah. I read somewhere that inflation like in January went up 7%. That's more than it usually is year over year. Wow. So. Don't quote me on that. I mean, you could quote me on that, but we'd have to find the facts for that. Yeah. That's what it said. (laughs) To find the research. So in the middle of all this, you were pregnant with your son. So Mm -hmm. how did becoming a mother change the way you run your business? It's hard to say because I started the business basically when he was born. So I don't know if it changed per se, 
so much as one of the things I've done since he was born is work really, really hard to try to set better boundaries. With my events business before he was born, I worked all hours of the day, all weekend, all this, all that. Now, because I take care of a a tiny toddler who wakes up at 6 a.m., I basically work during working hours. I work between 8.30 or 9 to 4 or 4.30. If you need me after, you could try to text me, but I can't guarantee a reply because my kid is when he's home and needs to be cared for, he's the priority. And so I think I'm doing a better job of setting boundaries. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's the number one thing I hear is setting boundaries, finding that balance between this is work time, this is family time. Yeah. Plus my kid is completely obsessed. Like he, this morning he came running into my office and he was so excited and he wanted to sit on my lap at the desk and push on my computer. And, you know, which is cute, but also like, there's absolutely no way that I could sit and work while my kid's in the corner. He would just want to be involved. Whereas I know plenty of moms who very successful, I don't know about successfully, try very hard to work while their kid plays next to them. And my kid would just not let me do that. He will happily play if I am not on my computer or not on my phone. Will happily play next to me completely independently for half an hour, an hour, sometimes longer. But as soon as I pull out the computer, all bets are off. (laughs) Yes. I wish I could say that gets easier, but we had a snow day yesterday and my daughter is 15 and she came in and just wanted to hang out. And I'm like, I'm trying to work. (laughs) She's like, So I'm off. You should be off. I'm like, Well, that's not how it works. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. I'm like, I want to hang out with you, but can we do it after (laughs) my working hours? That's so funny. (laughs) Love it. This is just a fun little segment where I like to ask a few questions to every guest. So, what is your favorite mindset book? So, that's a really good question. I honestly haven't read the last couple of years. I have really been focused on fiction because I just need something that lets my brain sort of be in a fantasy land. Yes. Yes. So I I don't have like a great mindset book. I know lots of people are reading lots of them right now, but it hasn't been something, a bandwagon that I've gotten on. But I did just finish the Crazy Rich Asians trilogy. Oh, I haven't read that. So my husband was training for the New York City Marathon this last year and wanted books to listen to, but didn't want really intense books. Mm-hmm. And so he started reading those. And after he finished them, he was like, these are fun. You should read these. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> really easy reading. I, I actually listened to them and just sort of like, people who are so disconnected from reality, but in like a light kind of way that was a little bit fun. I love that. So do you have an affirmation that you use that helps you get through your day? Usually it's just something like you can do it. (laughs) Simple to the point. Yes. Yes. You got this mom. That works. It's basically what it is. That works. What is your favorite podcast? So I've been listening to a bunch of different sustainability podcasts lately. It's called Relentless. And it's basically all about sustainability and fashion. 
and I have really been enjoying it. There's a bunch of great, like sort of eco podcasts that I've been listening to conscious chatter. There's one called eco chic. I know that there's thousands of sustainability podcasts for me because sustainability is such a huge part of my business. I have been trying really hard on my business, my life, everything I do, but I've been trying really hard to sort of further that education through some of these podcasts. And there's really, really great information. And I think that it's definitely making an impact on how I think about my business every day. That's great. That's what I love about podcasts. You always get a different viewpoint. So thank you so much for coming on today. It was great talking to you. And can you please let our listeners know how they can find you and check out everything that you offer? (laughs) Yeah. Totally. I really appreciate you having me too. So you can find us at evergreenactivewear.com. Our Instagram is just evergreenactivewear. Uh, We don't have anything else other than that right now. If you're in the New York metro area and you are looking for an event planner, the team I sold to is fantastic. You can check them out at greatergoodevents.com. And yeah, I mean, shout out to shout out to you for having me today. I I really enjoyed this. Yes, me too. And I will make sure all the links are in the show notes. So go check them out there and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks so much. You too. Thank you so much for listening. If managing your podcast is becoming overwhelming and you're ready to hand it over to someone who will put the time and effort into it that you do, then let's chat. My packages include editing, show notes, social media graphics, transcription, and more. We will hop on a discovery call so I can get to know more about you, your business, and your podcast. And then I will tailor a package just for you. Go to jilliangrover.com slash management to check out my packages and to book your discovery call. 